It's time now for the Kill the Can podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Kill the Can podcast. I'm your host, Chewy. You want to quit nicotine and take back control of your life? We'll tell you how we've done it and answer the questions you didn't even know you had about how you can quit today. Um, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, it's just me today. Um, I wanted to kind of relay a story uh, that I just dealt with and kind of hopefully maybe get, get a conversation going, whether it's in the comments or some feedback or what have you. So the other day, as, as I'm uh, prone to do, so I, I go through the website on a daily basis and I will, will go back and I will repost content that has been posted on that particular day. So as I sit here and record, it is uh, March the 22nd. So every day I will go through and I will look at content that has been posted to the site on March 22nd over the years. And I will you know, kind of pick and choose and I will repost some of it. Um, I don't, you know, I don't do it. Uh, I, I don't repost every single thing all the time for a variety of reasons. There are some things that were relevant back in the day when I posted them or no wrong, no, no longer relevant today or what have you. But so I, I posted, this is from a couple of days ago and I reposted an article and the title of it was not so fast on e-cigarettes. And it was, it was a article that was originally written or originally posted May 9th, Mar- I'm sorry, March 19th, 2014. So I reposted this on March 19th, 2023. And I reposted it to the Kill the Can Twitter account. And really all I did was I just, you know, I posted the the title of the article, which again is not so fast on e-cigarettes. And I reposted the link. And I and I kind of left it at that. Um, this particular article was originally, I think, posted in the Boston Globe. And it was talking about the dangers of e-cigarettes and how they were exploding uh, in people's mouths and those kind of things. Now, again, this article was posted originally in 2014. And I suppose in retrospect, maybe I should have either not reposted that or at the very least said um, when I reposted it, let people know that I was reposting an article from several years ago. That being said, it, it it cracks me up because some of the some of the comments that I got in response to this particular article were were really fascinating, and I, I see this a lot on specifically on Twitter, but I see it a lot on Facebook and and some other social media platforms as well, Instagram, TikTok, and. And the response that I get specifically from the pro vaping crowd is really kind of fascinating to me. Um, there's there's a guy in particular, and I won't um, I won't specifically kind of call him out on the podcast. Uh, you can if you want, you can go and look at my Twitter feed if you're interested in, in looking through it. Is but he is a um, in his profile he lists himself as a neurobiologist. And he's got 25 years in global health 
and he's speaking about how evidence is always winning and and those kind of things. Now, this guy, if you go and you scroll through his Twitter feed, he is clearly, clearly, clearly um, pro-vape. And and I will say he's he's not the worst offender of this that I've seen, but he um he does he does try to back up what he says with a study or a link to a study or, or what have you. So I will give him certainly I will give him that credit. Um but in his response to me, he he tweeted a an infographic about how teen nicotine vaping has dropped 50% in the last three years. Um, and this is coming from a um, CDC and FDA national youth tobacco survey. And I, I guess I will assume that his infographic is, um, is correct. I'll give him the, that, that benefit. Um, I will say that I don't have a whole lot of, um, confidence in some of the information that the CDC and the FDA puts out these days, especially after the last couple of years that we've, that we've dealt with from a pandemic standpoint, I'm not, I'm not super, super high. My opinion of the CDC and the FDA is not super high these days, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I guess the other thing that I would say about an infographic that tells me that teen vaping is down 50% in the last three years when you're talking about a youth tobacco use survey that assumes that everybody that answers the survey is being truthful, it assumes that those people that took the survey three years prior were also being truthful. So we'll put, we'll put kind of some of those assumptions aside and, and, the tweet that really kind of interested me here was he said, ironically, big tobacco is now regulated, very difficult for them to lie, but anti-nicotine and tobacco zealots like you are not regulated and can lie all you want to justify your existence. And then he says, fact check, US teen nicotine vaping just dropped 50%, not exactly exploding. And this one, you know, I was, I, I will admit that I was in a bit of a mood that morning and, and didn't really, you know, it, 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 if this would had caught me on a different day, um, I might not even have responded to it, but it, it, it kind of caught me again. I, I was grumpy that day and it, and it kind of caught me in a bad mood. And, and so I, I, I typically don't respond to trolls. Um, and again, I, uh, trolls is probably the wrong word because I, don't, I genuinely don't think that this guy is a troll. I think that he is so bought into his ideology that he that he truly believes what he is saying is accurate and what he is saying is the truth. And I truly believe that he is um, spreading this message for what he feels is a good cause and a good purpose. And I truly think that he is in his mind, he's trying to help people. And so I will, I will give him that credit. Um, so my, my first response to him was, was a little bit, um, a, a little bit, um, 
putting and I said, whatever helps you sleep at night, your advice kills people vaping. Mine, nicotine-free, helps people live longer. And I said, I'm not the one justifying my existence. I'm proud to be a zealot that helps people. And, and this kind of, this speaks to the message that we preach at Kill the Can and the importance of being nicotine-free. And it touches on, it, it, it touches the harm reduction conversation and it touches the, the idea that vaping or smokeless tobacco for that matter is quote unquote safer than cigarettes or than traditional cigarettes or traditional cigars or those kind of things. And, and this is an argument that comes up every now and then. And I've always kind of come down on the same side of this argument. I think, I think I've been remarkably consistent throughout my quit and throughout the years when I talk about this, that being free from nicotine is better than being addicted to nicotine kind of period full stop. Um, what will typically happen is somebody will say, well, what about these benefits of nicotine? And, and my response to that has been, well, let's just say for argument's sake that there are benefits to nicotine. I'm of the opinion that the delivery method to get that nicotine is, is not worth it. Um, if you, we, we actually talked about this on the podcast, uh, Monster EMT and myself, we talked about this. It's episode five of the podcast. If you want to go back and listen to it, we, we kind of delve into this topic a little bit on that, po that podcast. Pod Jeez, I can't even talk on that podcast as well. Um, and th this, this interaction, this, this tweet, and there were some other things kind of back and forth between myself and some other folks. And, and then the, I followed that up with, I said, do you really believe that big tobacco doesn't lie just because they're regulated quote unquote? And then I said, tell me you're naive without telling me you're, you're naive. And again, I'm, I'm kind of being a dick at that point, but um, I don't think, and I would hope that most people listening to this podcast would agree with me. I don't put any stock in what big tobacco has to say. I believe them less than I believe the CDC and the FDA combined. Um, big tobacco, make no mistake. They are out to sell product. They are out to addict people. And they recognize that the tide is turning and the public perception and the public acceptance of cigarettes and cigars has decreased pretty significantly over the last several decades, which is an awesome thing that the public is waking up. There's some, there's many more locations and bars and restaurants that you cannot smoke in. Um, I live in Ohio and Ohio is essentially a smoke free state in public at this point. Um, and big tobacco, when they look out and they look at that landscape, they need to understand, or they, I'm sure they understand that in order for them to maintain their profits, which again is what they are all about, they needed to change their product offerings. And that's where you get things like vape, 
and nicotine pouches and nicotine gums and those kind of things, in, in my opinion. Nicotine pouches specifically. I suppose you could make the argument that nicotine gum is a cessation aid, and that's that's why that was developed. Nicotine pouches, especially the products like on and Zinn and those kind of things. I don't think there's anybody that looks at those as a quit aid. Um, those are just an alternate delivery method to get nicotine into your system. Um, and so again, I, 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 I'm, I was thinking a lot about this conversation that I was having on Twitter and I, I think ultimately I'm okay. If somebody wants to call me a zealot, about the message that we are sending about how nicotine free existence again for us for nicotine addicts isn't or is the best way to go then i'm okay with the label of being a zealot in that particular case um again keep in mind we're not out there or at least i'm not we're not out there saying everybody must quit you have to quit um, we are there primarily when people want to quit. We say, Hey, if you want to quit and you have found us, here's the way that you can quit. And here is the best method in our opinion to get and stay quit. And that method is to be 100% nicotine free. That includes smokeless tobacco and includes cigarettes, cigars, patches, pouches, gums, toothpicks, you know, it, whatever it is. And, and, and again, that's, that's kind of where this argument ends in my mind. Um, if somebody wants to make, try to make the argument with me that vaping is safer than cigarettes. Okay. Vaping is, I, I, I won't even argue that point at this point. Cause I think it's, I think it's pretty clear that there are so many carcinogens and, chemicals in cigarettes that it would be really difficult to find something that is not healthier for you. Right. But the argument that I would make is, okay, let's just say that vaping is safer than smoking cigarettes. Well, isn't not vaping safer than vaping? That's kind of where I come out. And, and the, and the response to that argument that I get is, well, I can't quit. And if I can't quit, then if I am going to switch from cigarette cigarettes to vaping, that's going to save lives. And again, in the aggregate, that might be true. Switching to vaping from cigarettes may save lives. But I would argue that switching from cigarettes to nothing will save more lives than saving than switching just to vape. And I cannot entertain the argument of I can't quit. I just will not entertain it. I know what I went through and how addicted I felt to smokeless tobacco. And I know people within the kill the can community that used far longer than I used and used far more frequently and far more 
nicotine than I used and they were all able to quit. So the, so the idea of quote unquote, I can't quit to me, that's a bullshit excuse. Anybody can quit. Nicotine, when you're getting off of it, is not like getting off alcohol or getting off um, some of these other drugs where like if you if you are a truly, truly an alcoholic and you quit cold turkey from alcohol, that can actually kill you. I don't believe that that is the case with the nicotine. In fact, I know it's not. And so the idea of I can't quit is just horseshit. A more accurate statement would be, I don't want to go through the pain and suffering of quitting. Okay, that's fine. But be honest with yourselves and be honest with anybody else that you're telling. Don't say, I can't quit because that's just wrong. Um, and so, again, I, I just kind of wanted to chat with you today and, and, and kind of relay this story and and share this with you because it, it was it was it was something that that really kind of made me think and it was again specifically it was this idea that I'm a anti-nicotine anti-tobacco zealot and after kind of mulling it over and thinking about it I think at the end of the day the reality is yep I'm okay with being a zealot in this case I appreciate you uh, spending some time with me here this afternoon. We'll talk to you soon, quitters. Have a good one. Join us again next time for another edition of the Kill the Can podcast.